Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, May 23, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? I got a list of stuff. First, we're going to look at the daily chart, see what's jumping off the page. Then we'll drill up and drill down from there. We'll take a look around the horn. We'll talk about some ways traders inside the numbers and in the live room made money today. There were several ways. Where are we on the charts? Big picture, small picture. We'll talk about timing and a whole bunch of other stuff. So what's jumping off the page when I look at the daily chart? What's the first thing? Well, this breakup candle low, we talked about it yesterday, 414.67. They closed below that today, which technically opens the door for the next important spot. On the daily chart, the next important spot is really in the vicinity of, and generally speaking, with a spike through of the 20-period moving average. And keep in mind, they're above all the moving averages. So the trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. Just because it's a down day doesn't mean the trend has changed. Has anything materially changed on the weekly chart? Last week, they got to the 100-week moving average. This week, they stayed there. They spiked it through a little bit yesterday. And here they are pulling back from the 100-week moving average. There's nothing materially wrong or has changed on the weekly chart. We have to put everything in perspective depending on what time frame we're looking at. Has anything materially changed on the daily chart? Well, the trend is still up, but we have the beginnings of some material change on the daily chart. They came back inside the most recent breakout area. That's this place here. They tested it on Friday. They tested it today. They tested it yesterday, and they failed from that area. So they spiked the last breakout area. It was a fake or false breakout. They're back inside of it, so we have to look to the next thing. The next thing was the daily chart breakup candle low, the last one in the sequence, 414.67 is that low. They closed below it today. We already went over that. That, in a sense, opens the door for a spike of the 20-period moving average. Now, what else do we have around that spot? Is that spot really that important? Do we have more than just one thing? Do we have more than just the moving average? Well, funny how that works. Yes, we do. First of all, we have what I like to call a garden variety Fibonacci retracement right around that general zone. Whether you use the 236 or 238 or whatever that is, or you round it to a quarter, meaning 25%, whatever it is, it's in that general area right around 412, give or take. And everything's a give or take. They rarely just get to the number, turn around, and go back the other way. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. If they spike them through, 412 is a big, fat, round number. That's not big and fat, but it's round. For argument's sake, we'll denote 411.90 on the chart right below that 20-period moving average. And then let's go to other charts and see what we have in the same vicinity. About the 240-minute chart, It's a spike through the 50-period moving average. And also, you'll note that all this stuff over here is eating time off the clock. So this can be considered a breakout area. The market makes a low, it goes up, it eats time off the clock back and forth. There's no specific number in this concept. It's a concept of 
The market had opportunities to break down. It chose instead to break up. Now we're coming back to retest a former breakout area. Another one. There's plenty on the charts. Once they eclipse, whether it's on the downside or upside, a breakout or breakdown area, then we look to the next one when we're in the mindset or mind frame of breakout or breakdown areas. Happens to be right in the vicinity of that 412 neighborhood. Fair enough. The 240 chart supports the case. What about on the 120-minute chart? Anything material here? Well, you're right underneath the 100-period moving average. Breakup candle low, 411.93. My numbers at 411.90 had nothing to do with that breakup candle low. Didn't even realize it when I put the number on the chart. Hourly chart, it's a spike through the 100-200-period moving average. Again, just to reiterate, right into this area, same area we just discussed, this is a breakout area. It's a concept, not a specific number. Go the other way, go to a bigger time frame. What do we have on the weekly chart? Well, last week's low, not really at 412, but last week's low is 410.23, but it gets in the vicinity of last week's low. And by the way, you'll notice they open the week at 412.22, right on top of the number. So there are a lot of reasons why 412 should be and generally will be important when and if they get there. Now, you wake up on Wednesday and they've gapped below all that stuff, there's something different going on, and inside the numbers will have a beat on exactly what that is. Inside the number members, that is. Good lead-in to inside the numbers. Thanks. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. I'm going to point out a few important things. They didn't go up, so we'll leave the up stuff for another time. We had some down stuff. We have both each and every day. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Below the pivot, and today's pivot was 418.65, which they happened to open below and stay below all day long. So there were no bulls in the house. Staying below opens the door for yesterday's lows, and then 416.50. That was the first identified spot at zero dark 30. Let's scroll up, see what else we have, because there was a little nuance today, specifically in the live room, but also here inside the numbers commentary. So what's the scoop at 9.15? As long as they're below the pivot, we've got yesterday's low, and then that's a gateway to 416.50, which is the top end of a zone for a bounce back in the other direction. Okay, fair enough. We got the other side of the zone, 415 and a quarter. We'll come back to that later. They could spike yesterday's low at 417.35 and rip it back in the other direction before reaching 416.50. And yes, they can do both things. See here, the whole thing is a give or take as usual. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. I wrote it twice. I said it 1,500 times before the market even opened. And while it was opening in the live room, I was kind of helping you in the live room read between the lines of the come up short and rip it back before they get to the number. We think better in pictures, right at the vertical is today's activity. Low and that first candle in the morning was 416.84, 30, 34 cents short. And they did the spike the low and rip it back in the other direction. And the low I'm talking about, you can see it pretty clearly here on the, or any chart for that matter, but here's an hourly chart. It's not that low, it's that low from yesterday, 417. 
35. You saw it in the notes. We talked a bit in the room. Now, why did I say that today? Call it intuition, gut feeling, experience. We'll just move on. By 9.36, there's your spike the yesterday's low and rip it back up in the other direction before hitting the number trade, as prescribed as potential. They come back down, 4.16 is still support. For those traders that took it already, the scalp portion is over, the rest is trader's choice. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. They were floating around for a while, they're just doing the thing. We were talking about 4.17, 4.17 and a quarter is overhead resistance. That counts for the scalp portion, then traders hold, they get the second portion or remaining portion of their position on a little bit of a never know, rocket ride type situation. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. No change, no change, all this stuff, you could read it on your own. And all of a sudden, by 1238, 416.50 is on the table since they've spiked the low, the zone between 416.50 and 415 and a quarter is on the table for a bounce back type situation. And once again, here comes a double barrel situation. A lot of traders in the room wait for a spike of the number. They came in between right here. They had that trade that puts you in your pocket, a base hit puts you in the Hall of Fame. You hold for the trailer, you hold for the never know. They came back down, did what? To the bottom end of the zone, 415 and a quarter, gave you another bounce, another trade. We had plenty of traders in the room that got one trade, two trades, three trades, called it a day, packed it in, see you later, bye. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here, it was all discussed in the live room in real time. We have a lot of traders doing very, very well in the live room, thank you very much. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Waiting all day to talk about this one. They got into exactly where we've been talking about over and over and over again, the convergence of those moving averages, a spike of 180, it's overhead resistance before they get to fill this gap. The gap happens to be 181.41. Today's high happens to be 180.53. They did not fill the gap. Doesn't mean they won't, doesn't mean they can't, but we certainly have a tail candle. They spiked the former high. Here's a pivot high. Here's a pivot high. They got up to the convergence of moving averages, overhead resistance, it's a magnetic draw price in, and then did today rejected price, and we revert to the weekly chart that we already know about, and what have we been talking about? This is in a range, they're at the top end of the range. The top end of the range happens to be the bottom end of the convergence of moving averages. If they can get through, that's one thing, if they're just running a test, that's another. So far, they ran a test of the top end of the range amongst this particular thing that is a bearish, flaggish, call it a wedge, I don't care what you call it, pattern that will result, generally speaking, in an ensuing move in the southern direction. What's going on with the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market leading indicator, and we're going to say this had relative strength it wasn't down as much as the SPY same thing with IWM they weren't down as much as the SPY but you had some kind of a reversal going on in the IWM more so that shows up on the IWM than the SPY and as for the transports they're just going back and forth in and amongst these moving averages this convergence of these moving averages they could be making a micro, we'll call it, right? A pattern inside of a pattern. What do I mean by that? Well, 
Let's go to the bigger one first. So you look at the weekly chart and you say, well, this could be a down move and it could be a bearish, flaggish, wedgish kind of thing, another range like we just talked about. Maybe they get to the top, maybe they break down below the bottom, but until they break the chain, as I like to say, that's what's going on here. Okay, fair enough. You go back to the daily chart and inside of that bearish thingamajig could be a move up from the recent lows with a higher low, low, higher low, move up, bull flag inside of a bear flag. How you doing? Be the umpire calling balls and strikes. Until they break this chain, this is telling you maybe price wants to move a little bit higher relative strength against the S&P 500 today, down one quarter of 1%. It's a rounding error. My favorite canary in the coal mine. Now, if this was down a lot, I would say that's more confirmatory than anything else. But we had relative strength in the transports on a down day of about 1% in the S&P 500. We have no choice but to call it and recognize it for what it is. Be the umpire, call some balls and strikes. About the Qs, about a down day, a little over 1%, four bucks. Is it a big deal? No, look where they are. Didn't we talk about home base last night? Didn't we talk about getting a little bit too far from home base? We had that whole discussion. We like to come back to home base, check in at home base over time, over the next several days. Price may creep down a little bit. Home base may creep up a little bit. They're still above all the moving averages, and the trend is your friend. It's a down day. It happens. It doesn't mean that the entire tape has just shifted from bullish to bearish on a down day of one and a quarter percent above all the moving averages. That's not what happened today. Not yet, anyway. It's just a matter of learning to put things in perspective. And by the way, Before I forget, don't forget that by the end of this week, we should have an important culmination of time. Is the market going to trade down into that time? They're trading down today. Will they trade down again tomorrow? Will they trade down again Thursday? Will they flip it Thursday? Will they flip it Friday? We'll see. Will they shoot up tomorrow and trade up into Thursday and then flip it on Friday? All those and any of those things are possible. We don't know. I'm giving you... The timing where the market, if trading in a trend into the end of the week, can have a reversal on our hands. XLF, little bit of relative weakness against the SPY, and they're not giving you a tremendous read in the XLF. Let me explain, Lucy. You have a low, you have a higher low, you have a little higher low here. We don't know what this is going to do yet. Then you have a high, and you have a lower high. So essentially, without doing it, you have a triangle in the making. What happens when they get to the apex of the triangle? Time is up. They're not at the apex yet. They don't have to get to the apex. We went over this last week. What was the thing we went over it with? I even forgot. No, I didn't. It was the S&P 500. We had it on this chart. Real rough draft. Top end, bottom end, apex, breakout, Come back to retest the point in which they broke out from. Isn't that going on? Isn't this another way to look at the same thing that we analyzed and talked about just a few minutes ago? Yes, it is. There's a lot of different ways to look at the same thing. Everybody looks at the same information. We don't all come out with the same conclusion. What about Smash Mouth? They got to my number. They spiked it. They're pulling back. They're inside of it. Here's what you have. You got... Above all the moving averages, there's nothing wrong with the transports. 
This low here, 130.10, call it 130 for argument's sake. There's a gap down below, 129.50. 129.50 to 130 is an important place. Start closing candles below 129.50. It's going to open the door for these moving averages. Stay above this breakup candle low, and it's bullish, and there's another leg higher coming. Period. Full stop. That's just the way you need to read it. That's the way I'm reading it. You don't need to read it anyway, but that's the way I'm reading it. And by the way, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.